Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. Okay, so today I'm starting something new, which (laughs) will be things I wish I would have known 25 years ago, but here's what I'm doing about it now. And it makes me reflect on, of course, my cancer journey. And a question one of my listeners asked me a couple of weeks ago, and she's actually has been one of my podcast guests, and she's a breast cancer physician. And she asked me, now that you're on the other side of cancer, is there anything that you would have done differently? So many things I would have done differently. First of all, I think with the type of cancer that I was diagnosed with, it was a very, very low grade and it was not aggressive. So I think that I wouldn't have moved so quickly. Now, of course, when you hear the C word, you just want that out of your body as quickly as you can possibly get it out of your body. But I think I would have pushed the pause button and just (laughs) spent a little bit more time gathering more information, getting some additional opinions, and really seeking what God wanted me to do here. Now, I'm really glad cancer's out of my body. So I'm not saying I would have completely done things differently, but throughout this podcast in the last year and a half, I've interviewed some just super smart oncologists and outliers and alternative health experts. And one thing I've really learned is that the body wants to be well. And we need to do whatever it takes to put our body into a position where it can heal. The body is really smart. And again, if we give it the tools, it can be better and it can be healthier. And in looking upon my life in the last 25, 30 years, yes, I'm a certified nutritionist. Yes, I'm a health coach and I've got a degree in exercise physiology and health science, but was I nailing it? No, like I, there were a lot of things that I would do differently in my health life and honestly in my thought life too. Very type A personality. Um, I am really busy like all of you, but I have to say that I, I think I found my identity in being busy. And the more I did, the better I felt about myself. So I was busy, busy, busy. Somebody might say, how are you doing? Oh, I'm really busy. Let's talk next week. And I didn't take time for myself and I didn't take time for people. And what I've learned this last year and a half post-cancer is that I spent more time doing than being. So when I think about doing, that's my long list every day and I'm crossing things off of it and that makes me feel really proud of myself. But to be, being with people, being with the moment, being with the sunrise is pushing the pause button taking a few deep breaths and really just appreciating where you are in that moment. 
the people I'm with, the barista that's making me a cup of coffee, um, smelling a flower as I'm going out to walking out to get my mail. So slowing down, slowing down doesn't mean I'm a less accomplished person, but it does mean for me, it means that I'm a healthier person. So when I look back on things that I wish I would have known 20 to 25 years ago, I would have really, and this is a no specific order, but I would have emphasized sleep. I've never been a great sleeper. Uh, toss and turn. Sometimes it would take me hours to, to get to sleep. And what I typically used to do is I'd get into bed and then I'd replay the whole day. Oh, I wish I would have done that. Oh, I wish I would have crossed that off my list. Oh, I wish I would have had, I wish I would have said that to this person. And now instead of getting into bed and replaying my day, what I do is I replay what I'm grateful for. So I'll put my hand on my stomach. I'm breathing in and out. I'm helping. I'm feeling my stomach move within every inhale and exhale. And then I move into gratitude. I'm grateful I saw the sunrise. I am grateful that I can hear street noise. (laughs) Not maybe at the time, but I'm grateful for hearing. I'm grateful for sight. I'm grateful that I can do a flight of stairs without getting out of breath. So it could be small, it could be big, it could be a parking place. But what I find is that as I'm replaying what I'm grateful for during the day, I fall asleep. I fall asleep within 10 or 15 minutes, which is a huge change from the couple of hours of you know churning and burning that I used to do. Um, I mentioned breath, and that's something else that I'm really focusing on. I had uh, one of the guests on, on this podcast tell me, if you're not breathing well, it's impossible to be well. That really struck a chord with me. I... Um, as y'all know, I grew up on a farm. Uh, we grew nuts. I was allergic <laughs> to most of the things that were, that were outside. And so I um, had t- troubles breathing as a child. I also had childhood asthma. And so a lot of times when I think about breathing, it's kind of more of that rescue breath where you're moving your shoulders and you know maybe you're panting a little bit. But true breathing put your hand on your stomach right below your rib cage and that stomach should move in and out with every inhale and exhale. That's when you're really breathing deeply and allowing your body an opportunity to relax and kind of chill out. Um, When your blood is carrying more oxygen, you're thinking better you are in more of a um, rest and, and renew and relax state versus that um, running from the saber-toothed tiger state. So you don't have to do anything formal. Even if you just get into bed, hand on the stomach, um, breathe for five minutes, that is better probably than the day before. So I would focus more on breathing. Uh, <laughs> this one might be surprising to you, but I wouldn't eat in such a rush. As that busy person who I really, again, my identity came from being busy, I wouldn't take time to eat. I would stand and eat. I would graze out of my refrigerator or out of my pantry, but I never just made a meal, or I rarely would make a meal, make it pretty on my plate, and then go sit down and look outside a window as I was eating. I would be shoveling it in. And if I wasn't standing, I'd be sitting in front of my computer. You know, it is not 
going to wreck my work output if I take 15 minutes to look outside and hear the birds as I'm having lunch. So taking the time to eat, don't be rushing. Your digestion needs time to really um, produce the enzymes and produce the stomach acid to break everything down. When you're breaking your food down more efficiently and more effectively, you get more nutrition out of your food. And it really gives your body an opportunity to, again, to just rest and digest and heal. Makes a, makes a really big difference. One of the other things that I would, I would do is I wouldn't overbook myself. This has taken some time um, and I'm much better at it than I used to be um, after cancer. But I, I would make a list every Monday morning. Here's my accomplishments. Here's what I want to accomplish during the week. I'd have all different colors of sticky notes and, and pads of paper for all my various um, jobs that I wanted to get accomplished that week. There is absolutely nothing wrong with making lists. I still do it to this day. I've been doing it for 30 years. But are there some things that don't need to be added this week that would give you an opportunity to just push the pause button, take a break during the day, pause a little bit more, and maybe meet a girlfriend for lunch? Maybe laugh a little bit more during your day. And so while I still make my lists, they're not as long as they used to be. And actually what's on that list now is laugh, push the pause button, twice a day, take five minutes a day to practice my breathing. So now I actually add some self-care items onto my list and I'm finding that that is making a really big difference in, I would say my frazzle factor, which is by three o'clock in the afternoon, am I just exhausted and frazzled and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to make it through the rest of the day? I'm so tired. Well, I'm not as tired anymore because I'm not focused on overdoing. I'm focused more on being. And when I focus more on being, I actually end up getting more accomplished and it's not to the detriment of my health. And now when my workday is over, I, I actually feel pretty good. And I, I can go out and meet friends or I can go do a walk in my neighborhood. And I'm not just you know falling asleep at the dinner table. So these are probably um, you know, the things I most wish I would have known 20 years ago. But I got to tell you, it's not too late. I'm adding, I've added these things in in the past year and a half, and I've seen my, my health improve. I've seen my attitude really improve. And I just, I feel less tired. So if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. How do I start? Where do I, I look in my daily schedule to maybe connect more with friends, um, or maybe just not be so tired in the evening. So here's, here's my first starting place is first thing in the morning, I will really go into meditation and prayer. And I'll just ask God, what, what are the biggest priorities that you see that I need to be doing today? And I got to tell you, I always feel like there is an answer. But before I even do that, I will make my coffee. I go outside in my yard and I just do a couple minutes of breathing and I just really settle in to 
this space of just being calmer and just looking at my day through calm eyes versus the my old way of living, which was starting my day feeling like I was already behind. So if I can just really encourage you, start your day with peace and quiet. Don't go immediately to your cell phone or your laptop. Take time to just breathe, meditate for a couple of minutes. Again, put your hand on your stomach, really feel that stomach move. And then just slowly start to think about your day. What are those priorities that you really need to focus on? Um, And what can wait until later in the week? Because there's always something that can wait till later in the week. What can't wait is you taking better care of yourself. That means maybe sitting down and having a real lunch. It's probably only going to be 10 or 15 minutes, but trying to do that not in front of your computer. Spending a couple of minutes with a friend, making sure you know, you're having a conversation with your kids or other family members. So what I'm really just encouraging you to do is... Yes, you're, you're getting a lot, still getting a lot accomplished during your day, but you're also connecting to people. And by connecting to people, you are lowering your cortisol levels. You are increasing serotonin, which is that feel good chemical. Every time you have a positive conversation with somebody, recent studies have shown you are increasing the, the, the T cells, the fighter cells in your body, and you're really helping your body to create more serotonin, which is going to help you to stay calmer and at making melatonin more into the evening, which is going to help you to sleep. It's never going to be a mistake to connect more with people during your day. I'm not saying you need to go out and have a lunch with somebody for two hours, but when you're ordering your coffee, can you take a minute and just say, hey, how's your day going today? I am telling you, you will walk away blessed and the person that you spoke to and asked the question of, they will also walk away being blessed. It's never a mistake to take the time. So thank you so much for joining me today on my first podcast where I'm just kind of telling you the things I wish I would have known 25 years ago, but I'm doing them now. It's never too late. See you soon. Okay, y'all, I am so picky about fish. I only eat wild fish. And yes, I'm that ridiculously obnoxious person in the restaurant where I interrogate the wait staff asking, what kind of fish is this? Where did it come from? But this is why I love ButcherBox wild salmon. Their wild salmon is caught in the wild in the Bristol Bay area of Alaska, which is really known for the best sockeye salmon on the planet. It's also sustainably harvest, which is really important to me. There's never anything added to it. And I love that ButcherBox has partnered with fishermen who really uphold strict fishing and handling practices to guarantee the taste and again, the quality. I am not good at eating salmon. I'm good if somebody puts it in front of me, but I'm not so good at buying it and cooking it. And according to Dr. Mark Hyman, the Mediterranean diet can be super helpful in lowering cancer risk. And he recommends at least two days a week eating wild salmon. And this is where Butcher Box really helps me out. I get my box. I've got individual wrapped pieces of salmon. I can defrost it in minutes and probably have dinner on the table in about 15 to 20 minutes. 
I talked to my friends at ButcherBox and asked them, listen, I'm not good at eating salmon and I'm guessing my listeners aren't either. So can you offer us a deal? And they put together, honestly, an unprecedented deal. So when you sign up for ButcherBox, you're going to get two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon free in every box for three months and $20 off of your first order by using the code ENOS. Sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash ENOS and use the code ENOS. Boy, that's a lot of my last name to get two pounds of salmon for free in every box for three months plus $20 off of your first order. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 